Good morning, I'm Jake Sherman, and welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It is Friday, January 26, 2024. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, Democrats are ready to embrace the economy. Number two, the Freedom Caucus is expanding rapidly outside of Washington. And number three, inside the latest DCCC dues report. Let's get into it. The Democrats are ready to run a 2024 campaign based on the economy, at least in part. Here is the pitch uh, that Democrats will make. Of course, higher prices haven't gone away yet. That's true. But the picture has improved consistently since 2022. Inflation down, housing prices down, wages and GDP up, energy costs are on a significant decline thanks to a booming oil market, at least in part. The unemployment rate has been at under 4% for 23 months. Um, Here is the big challenge. Consumer sentiment is improving for the Biden administration. That is true. Um, But you can't, as an elected official, go into your um, election season and say the economy is good based on numbers. (laughs) You just can't do that. You can't look somebody in the eye and say, hey, look, the GDP is is up. Inflation is down. If people are going into a supermarket and paying more for gas or more for you don't buy gas in a supermarket typically, but more for eggs or milk or whatever, then. Uh, you want to or then you you are used to or willing to um the uh so that is a big challenge no matter what the party is who the who the elected official is and that's what republicans say they're not ready to give an inch uh, here's cynthia lummis summing up this argument people on the ground are not seeing it you could try to convince people who are paying 20 percent more for groceries that everything is rosy or everything has improved but they're not seeing it in their everyday lives and she said The number one issue is about the border, number one, and number two, cost of living, and and that's the election for them. So that's the conundrum that uh, Democrats will face going into 2024. Do they run on an economy that's improving? And and listen, they could say we've dug out from the um, depths of the the pandemic, which is true, uh, when people were losing jobs left and right, but... um, I'm not sure that's an argument that works. And, and there's 10 months until Election Day. And I actually I was talking with Anna yesterday and I, I said to her, you know, it is a it always seems at this point like the election is so far away. This year, it seems like it's extra far away in the same period of time. Um, it just feels like we are eons and a million things could happen between now and Election Day. Number two story of the morning, a great piece by uh, Mika Soliter about the Freedom Caucus expanding rapidly outside of Washington. Um, This is a fascinating piece that these unaffiliated Freedom Caucuses in states like Montana, Idaho, Wyoming, South Dakota, Arizona, Missouri, Illinois, wow, Louisiana, Pennsylvania, South Carolina, and Georgia are providing a a triple A, so to speak, a minor league for Freedom Caucus members who are running for Congress. Adam Morgan is in South Carolina. A representative in the Freedom Caucus there is looking to oust William Timmons. Uh, South Carolina State Rep Stuart Jones, a founding member of their chapter, is running for Jeff Duncan's seat. Uh, a bunch of, across the, the country, a bunch of Freedom Caucus member uh, chapters are producing candidates that are going to run for, the, uh, for Congress and probably join the Freedom Caucus when they get to D.C. This is going to be an unwelcome thing for leadership Um which has struggled mightily to uh, to control, wrangle, sway the Freedom Caucus anywhere. Um, this is a uh, now. Let me just again make this clear: the Freedom Caucus in these states is not affiliated with the House Freedom Caucus in D.C. And you even saw last year Dave Schweikert, a story that we scooped, 
resigned from the Freedom Caucus in Washington because he didn't want to be associated with the Freedom Caucus in Arizona. So that is interesting. Um, but this is the uh, a new dynamic that we've noticed around the country. Number three, inside the latest DCCC news report, we've got the spreadsheet that shows how much each Democrat is kicking up to the DCCC. Uh, Hakeem Jeffries leads the pack, and he's paid 227% of his dues goal, $2.5 million to the DCCC, and has raised $99.8 million. Don't kill me, Team Jeffries, but these numbers across the board, not only Jeffries, uh, and Republicans do this too, and they're, they're in, in many cases, much worse. Um, taking credit for uh, uh, emails with people's names on it, they members of Congress like to take credit for a lot. Um, and uh, these numbers are oftentimes double counted. Again, Republicans do the same thing. But the truth is all these people are raising a ton of money anyhow. But anyhow, uh, 32 House Democrats have paid between 51 and 99 percent of their dues. Ninety nine have chipped in between one and 50 pay up. You're going to get emails. You're going to get phone calls. Twenty nine non frontline House Democrats haven't paid a dime in dues. Stephen Horsford has chipped up, has chipped in fifteen thousand uh, dollars. The DCCC later in the cycle will inevitably say have a drive to uh, force people to pay pay their dues. Uh, oftentimes a fruitless effort we'll keep an eye on that too and with that leave us a rating and review you can subscribe to punchbowl news with your email address at punchbowl.news have a great day and stay safe